Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and sleep deprivation. And so... Um, so, uh, so tell me how your business works. How does your website work? Well, uh, right now a person can go onto our website. They can check out the products. They can order the products right there. And it's basically an online marketplace. It's an online store that sells CBD products. Uh, you know, we, you know, believe it or not, when I was a state Senator, my bill, uh, made West Virginia the 29th state to become legal for medical cannabis. You know, when I come home, I, I, I realized really quick, you know, uh, you know the, the need for us to have a non-addictive form of pain management to be able to treat soldiers that are injured. But once again, like you say, you know, the, the sleep deprivation is absolutely real and it's brutal. Uh, and, 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 you know, my, my thing is, is that I, I would like right now, you know, and this is some of the things that we've been speaking about. We wrote a thing called the Veterans Bill of Rights. And there's a lot of things to this Veterans Bill of Rights talking about the transitioning of, of, of you know, the, the qualifications, transitioning from the military world to the civilian, no matter what your job is. You know, a, a truck driver in the military, an 88 Mike, drives the most dangerous roads on the planet with the biggest pieces of equipment. But when he gets out of the military, comes back here, it's like he don't even have a driver's license. So we, you know, part of the Veterans Bill of Rights addresses those things. But I will tell you, we would also like to see that if a, if a VA doctor looks at a, at a veteran and says, this veteran can benefit from medical cannabis or CBD, then the VA should have the ability to give that veteran that medication. You know, I uh, and, and I would also I'd also go as far as to say that if a soldier, sailor, airman and marine can go fight for this country, then the least we can do is let them grow their medicine when they come home to help them that are struggling with PTSD. Well, uh, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I, I do have a problem with that, but not for a reason you would think. The reason I have a problem with homegrown stuff is that part of the problem of why people get sick on cannabis, especially cannabis that's grown on the black market, the cannabis plant is full of chemicals, poisons, uh, weed killers, all kinds of stuff. It's never tested. And so they're actually putting their life in danger so they think, well, I'll just sprinkle some miracle grow on this plant. That'll make it grow faster. And if I put more miracle grow on, it'll grow even faster. And then they look for all kinds of fertilizers. So I understand what you're trying to do. My greatest concern there is that the veteran doesn't really know how to grow properly and keep the, the contaminants out of the soil, out of the plants, and out of his or her body. But I understand what you're trying to do. So, well, I, I, you- I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I think veterans are pretty sharp. Uh, you know, I, I would tell you, I mean, my, my whole focus was allowing people, you know, I, I, when I first started this, it was also about focusing on the poor. Poor people get cancer more than rich people. Poor people drink from the tap. Rich people drink Evian water. And, you know, my thing was, is giving people that have, don't have, you know, the, the, the great benefits the ability to grow their own medicine. Now, I will tell you, you know, if you grow your own medicine in your own house, you're pouring your own clean water on it. You know, I, 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 I think that you know a, a person could could be able to manage that themselves uh, and, and do it properly if if, if need be. So I'm, I mean, I, 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 I we'll just, you know, I understand where you're coming from, though. Right. I, I guess my concern is that at the point when the when the person desperately needs the cannabis. I'm not sure that they're in the right frame of mind to, to grow, but that's a, that's a discussion for a different time. So are you functionally simply a broker in providing the CD products of 40 other people, or do you actually produce any product on your own? Well, our goal is to one day get to the point where we're actually producing our own product. We are wanting to start a grow operation ourselves. 
you know, we would like to, you know, purchase a processor down the road and then be able to create our own for veterans product. So right now you're basically brokering the product for the for the companies into the veterans market. Right. Okay. And um, uh, so are you a nonprofit or for-profit organization? Well, we have a the, the CBDOs.com is a for-profit, but we also have a nonprofit which is VA.gov, VA.org. Yeah, because VA.gov's already been taken. The, the, the government has that. Yeah. And yeah. VA.org. What does VA.org do? Well, VA.org is, is is our our nonprofit that we're going to use to 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 really start to focus on what we can do to help vets. Okay, so the the, the for-profit is where you broker the product that is sold. Now, when a veteran signs into your website, um, do they? You're breaking up. Really yeah, you're 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 breaking up, Dan. You're the the the, the okay. wind is affecting you in the background there. Uh, yes, I understand. So, not 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 a problem. Not a problem. We'll we'll, we'll let you get to. Uh, We'll let you get to a higher ground there. Um, we've got Richard Ojeda with us today. He, of course, uh, U.S. Army retired. He's the co-founder of CBDOils.com. You can get more information, CBDOils.com. And uh, Walmart is uh, not selling e-cigs anymore. Uh, R R Richard, give us your thoughts on that. You are breaking up. I can barely hear you at all. Let me see if I can... Uh, let me see if I can fix Dan's Skype here. Uh, we have got Richard Oj. A meeting, and I'm, I'm trying to do both. <laughs> okay, well that's that's. Uh, I put my I put my hand up to to try and break the the wind so that it's not so noisy. Let me let me try one other thing. Hold on one second. We've got uh, Dan Perkins with us today. We've also got uh, IQ Rizzoli and also U.S. Okay. Army Major Richard Ojeda. Is that any better? Yes, we've 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 got yeah. you. Go, go go ahead. Say what you were saying there. So, so I what I what I just wanted to ask was, uh, do do you when a when a veteran signs onto your website, is he buying the product from you or is he buying it from one of the seventy or forty companies that you work with? Right now, it's the forty companies that, that we okay. work with. Okay. What we, what we want to do is eventually get to where we can give discounted products for veterans that struggle with anxiety, PTSD, and then hopefully one of these days. If we can get to that point, we would love to be able to provide free product to any veteran out there that can, you know, that does struggle from those issues. Okay. The reason why I'm asking, Jim, is that there, the VA.gov has created a new website. It's called Roll Call. Two million veterans are subscribing to Roll Call, and there are opportunities to send messages to millions of veterans through the Roll You go through... I think it's rollcall.org, roll and it's a VA-sponsored website. There's also a business component where you can you can purchase advertising that goes out in email blasts and all kinds of things going to veterans, the 2 million that participate. So you might want to take a look at that as a way to reach out to millions of veterans across the country. Hey, boy. Roll call. Okay. Now, uh, now, Richard, uh, give, give me your give give us your thoughts on uh, this e-cig craze and uh, the, the fact that Walmart is not selling e-cigs anymore. Well, you know, we pulled all of the vape products off of our page. You know, we wanted to err on the side of caution. We don't want anything that could, could possibly hurt. Uh, any veterans uh, or anybody, you know, no matter what, whoever comes to our page. But, you know, I will tell you that what we're really seeing here is a, kind of like a breaking bad scenario where you have companies that are basically cutting their product and, 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 and adding synthetic oils to it to be able to make a profit. Uh, you know, I think that what needs to happen is, is the vape industry needs to get organized so that, uh, you know, they can, they can really establish some, some rules and regulations as to you know, this whole vaping situation. I would, Jim, I would agree. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm concerned that we explore the technology appropriately before we decide to, to ban it. And I just read a piece before the show where there was a study done and they were using it on laboratory 
rats to test the impact of the vaping, vaping fluids. And your guest is right. The problem that we have, and even the Center for Disease Control, which I quote on my show for Saturday, the Center for Disease Control is saying we, are, we do not have enough data to determine what substance that is being used in the vape concoction that may be causing the problem. They do believe there's a possibility that it is too much THC. But as your guest pointed out, there is no regulatory authority that looks at CBD products or vape products, except for vape with cannabis, um, to verify the quality of the product. And I, I did an interview with a pharmacist from London who did a video on 12 things you need to know about buying CDB oil. Get over 3 million hits on it, on a YouTube video. People are desperately trying to get reliable information about these products. So your, your guess is correct. There's not a lot of, there's no regulation, so there's no standards for what has to be in the product. Or what's in, or even notification that's what's in the product, and so with that kind of risk, it isn't so much that they're taking it off the shelf. Is that what they're saying is, we don't have a reliable measure of what's in the vape product to say to our our customers, we can sell you this. So they've chosen the more conservative approach and say not until we can get clarification of what's really in the product, and I don't disagree with that. We've got Richard Ojeda with us today. Now, um, Richard, um, what what kind of feedback have you been getting from veterans about uh, the, the different projects you're involved in? Uh, you know, most veterans that I know that, that know me are very supportive of this. I mean, I, I, I think veterans pretty much understand, you know, look, we are uh, – I go to the doctor and I get – uh, you know, trazodone, 200 milligrams of trazodone, 200 milligrams of Cyrilloquil. I mean, the meds that, that our soldiers and sailors, airmen, and Marines that are coming back from these combat zones uh, that are on, I mean, you know, these things do long-term damage to your kidneys and things like that. Everybody knows that. So, you know, everybody's really, you know, excited about, you know, an opportunity to, to possibly be able to have something that's, you know, not uh, going to, to, to have long-term damage. And, and once again, you know, I mean, a, a lot of soldiers out there, you know, they support medical cannabis and the use of medical cannabis to be able to help them. So I think a lot of them are glad that, that you can see that there's a lot of states that are starting to come on board and legalize uh, cannabis. Uh, you know, CBD is legalized in all 50 states. So people are starting to see us going in the right direction. So let me jump in there for a quick second, Jim. First of all, first of all, if you do a Google search and ask this question, how many Americans have died for the use through the use of cannabis? You know what the answer is? Zero. Zero. None. It's not a life-threatening drug. So you, exactly. nobody, nobody has died from it. Number two, let me, again, not necessarily disagree with our guest, but giving him some benefit of my research. I agree with him that soldiers should be able to get this. But it, when I started the production for this show, I asked questions here in Florida, where I am, of people who were starting medical consulting practices because that's the way you have to get it. You have to get a prescription because in Florida, it's medical, it's not recreational. And when I started talking to these people, they said that they anticipated that their market for this product was going to be 21 to 35 years of age. It's now three years later, and the average age of the purchaser of cannabis in Florida is 56 years of age. And it's for the very reason that our guest talked about all the junk that he's been putting in his body that's that's helping more than it's hurting more than helping so lots of people have said look the drugs that my doctor has given me the pharmaceutical company have side effects 
and on you watch any television on prime time, you'll see various drugs being advertised. And some of the drugs will tell you it's one of the side effects can even be death. And so what's happening is that people are now looking for alternatives to the, the chemicals that they're taking now. And as a result, the demand for natural products like cannabis are such that they are preferring that to the chemical stuff that comes from the pharmaceutical companies. Spot on. 100% correct. And that's a much bigger audience than just the veterans. Yep. That's fantastic. We've got Richard Ojeda with us today. We've got Dan Perkins, IQL Rizzoli. Now, uh, now, Richard, um, you you ran, you were running for president. You you halted your campaign. Talk to us a little bit about why you decided to do that and what you think of some of the the, the folks that are running for president. Well, you know, the first two months when I was running for president, you know, I was on Meet the Press, State of the Union, The Morning Joe. Uh, you know, I was on all these shows out there, but not once did they list me as a presidential candidate. And we started seeing early on that, you know, if you wasn't already in the in the in the in the powerhouse, that you wasn't going to get any of the support. Uh, and I received a thousand dollar donation from a handicapped woman from San Francisco. And to be honest with you, I just could not I, I could not continue accepting the money from people. Yeah. The media was not going to give me a shot. So I made the decision to go ahead and, 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 and suspend my campaign. I will tell you that uh, I think there's some there's some solid folks running for office right now. Uh, I like Andrew Yang's UBI. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think Elizabeth Warren has come out with some pretty pretty uh, solid uh, uh, stances against corruption. I, I, I'm a huge Bernie supporter. Uh, you know, I, I think Tulsi Gabbard is very strong. So, I mean, I think there's there's some solid folks out there that I that I could definitely get behind. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter who wins. I'm going to support them over Donald Trump. Okay. Uh... We've got Richard Ojeda with us today. Richard is is fantastic. You you are a uh, firebrand, my friend. Um, what, what what do you make of the fact, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, um, how they are treating the veterans and 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 everything, ju- just off of what you've seen? Well, let, me, and, well, let me let me go ahead and educate you on a little something here. Okay. Uh, my medical yes. records were stolen. My medical records were stolen from the VA by the VA and were used absolutely against me when I was running for Congress. And I will tell you that the sad thing and the reality is, is that politicians love veterans unless the veteran is not on their side politically, and then they will attack that veteran with anything and everything that they can get their hands on. And that's all politicians from what I've seen. And it's really disgusting. You know, what they did to me, the uh, investigator said that it was the worst case that he had ever seen. And the bad part about it is, is that the members of the VA who did this, one of them already pled guilty. He gets sentenced on December the 9th. But the VA now has refused to give us the investigation because, you know, we believe it, we know it's going to really expose about 75% of West Virginia. And for wow. some odd reason, the VA is not looking out for me anymore. And now they're protecting people that got my medical records, shared my medical records, used the fact that said, look, he's got traumatic brain injury because he was in explosions. And he's got PTSD from multiple combat deployments in Iraq and And oh, by the way, he was also in Haiti for the earthquake. And let me tell you something, combat is tough. But Haiti was one of the worst experiences of my life. Make no mistake about it. You can't walk into 250,000 to 400,000 people dead and that not touch you. But, uh, you know, they used that PTSD and stuff against me and said that I was unfit to serve. And it was Donald Trump that come down to West Virginia right as that started surfacing and called me a stone-cold crazy wacko on the news, and and it, it was what it was. I ended up losing, but I was actually ahead uh, in the polls, and then I ended up losing the race. Now, now, Dan, what 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 do you make of this with with uh, the VA and everything? Because uh, R- R- Richard's Richard's got a, a compelling case here. The fact that he's had a lot of people get behind him over the years, and uh, just uh, 
in, enjoy uh, his his firebrand and everything else. Well, what what do you make of this, Dan? Well, I would have to say to you that since I don't have any of the knowledge that he has, it's very difficult for me to opine on something yeah. that I've never read, seen, or heard. Yeah. So if if what he's saying is true, I don't have any doubt it's true. Uh, it's a problem. Like we were talking about the A, veterans dying in the parking lot, waiting to get into the hospitals. I mean, the VA is a very, very difficult system. And the politicians, you know, I was in the infantry, the grunts, as we call ourselves. And if you think about what's going on, from the founding of this country, veterans have, have always had to fight to get the benefits that they were promised for fighting. In every conflict, the veterans have to fight to get their just rewards. And it started with the founding of the country, and it's going on today. And somebody needs to ask the question, of all the politicians, when you send our men and women off to war, are you going to honor your commitments? Or when they come back, say, well, I don't think so. I mean, how can you ask a veteran put their life on the line, and then if they come back wounded, either physically or mentally, abandon them? I don't understand how the government does that. But they have done it from every war since the beginning of this country. Yeah, I, w- I would always say that if we're going to send our soldiers, uh, you know, our, our sons and daughters over and break them in war, we need to be willing to fix them when they come home. I agree. And and we supposedly made these promises for two and a half centuries, but we never honor them. We always say well, we're going I, I to. Will tell you, I, I will tell you that there's some serious problems in the VA, not just of what happened to me, but I will tell you right now, the veterans, the VA in West Virginia, if you look at Clarksburg VA Hospital, right now they basically have already found at least four murders, and they believe it to be upwards to 11, uh, where they're now you know, basically digging up the bodies to, 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 to see if you know, these folks were murdered. Uh, and they've already basically proven four to have been murdered. You have Beckley VA that has sexual assaults, and then you have the Huntington VA where my medical records, and it's not just my medical records, other people's medical records were also t- uh, went through and, 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 you know, breached. So security breaches, sexual harassment, and murders. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, right now in West Virginia, the VA is not, uh, uh, is not uh, looked upon uh, in a positive light right now. I would agree. I, I think they've got a huge public relations problem. Uh, they... they... The idea, I mean, if I, if I could, if I could take issue with uh, our guest talking about how many of the Democratic candidates he supports for president, um, there are people who are talking about using the using the VA system of medical care as the basis for changing medical care in the entire country. What a disaster! What a disaster! And yeah. and yet, and 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 so, there's a lot of things that are going on that I don't like. I do speak out about them. I think the treatment of veterans, in some cases, has improved. In other cases, it hasn't. And um, I do. Uh, Jim plays it. I, I do uh, every month. I do a veterans tip. I do a posting on roll call, uh, and I. I talk about veterans' issues whenever I have an opportunity to, and and I get well received when I talk about them. And sometimes people give us money to take care of veterans. Sometimes they don't, and that's okay. But it's it's like we ask them to go to war, but when they come back, they're second-class citizens. And that's that's a problem for me, and I'm assuming it's a problem for our guest. So it's well, it isn't. Let me- Go ahead. Let me tell you something that really breaks my heart. And I will tell you that this is a real, this absolutely is true. And I hate to say it, but I, I, I participated in it. And that was, you know, 
there was a time in the military, and you're an infantryman, you know, man, it was daggone, they called it ranger candy. You ate your ibuprofen, and you, you, you ate your Motrin, and you, and you drank water, and you rubbed up. Right. Well, you know, in the military, that's where it all, I spent my whole career pretty much at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. You know, I, I, I will tell you that, that would have, and I didn't realize you know, this whole oxycotton and hydrocodone thing, well, guess what? That stuff happened in the military, too. But the difference was, was that in the military, when the doctors started giving hydrocodone and, and oxycotton to our soldiers, it, it, was a, it was a deal of, okay, you got a hurt leg, you're going to get 60 hydrocodone, and in a month, you're going to be cut off because that's it. And then we're going to, you know, then you're going to be done with your profile, whatever it is. But they cut those soldiers off. And I'm going to tell you, there was a lot of soldiers that got addicted to oxycotton and hydrocodone in the military, and people like myself didn't even know what that was. And I will tell you that the first time them soldiers started failing them urinalysis, we kicked them out. And I could not tell you how many people that we have probably kicked to the curb that we addicted to drugs when they come home after getting wounded in combat. And we ended up basically pulling away from their, their benefits for the VA. We took their TI bills, and we kicked them to the curb. And I'm telling you, I bet you if you went back and you went from 2005 until now and looked at everybody we kicked out of the military that got kicked out because of drugs, you'll probably find a lot of them were prescribed oxycotton and hydrocodone from the Dagon doctors at the VA. Uh, I, I can support that. I, I, I work with the, the Carrick Brain Center outside of, of Dallas, Texas, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a world-class traumatic brain injury uh, treatment hospital. And when I met the, uh, the medical director to talk about songs and stories, he loved songs and stories, and, and we, we have continued to supply him uh, players for the veterans. But what he told me, he said... When a, and they, they specifically work with special operations personnel. And he said, when a person is brought to us as a possible candidate for their treatment, the first thing they do is a drug test. And if they find Oxycontin or whatever in the blood, they tell the veteran, we can't treat you until you're off of it and you're clean. Because what happens is, and this is why sleep deprivation is so important, when you put in Oxycontin and, and other things into the body, the body resists going to REM level sleep. And if we can't get to REM level sleep, we cannot recharge the brain. And so I have, I have believed for some time that the gateway to suicide is sleep deprivation. Because we all know that if we're deprived of, of sleep, we don't make good decisions. But if you've, been if you've been destroyed because of drugs and you haven't had a good night's sleep in years, it's no wonder that we're losing one an hour to suicide. Because they reach a point of desperation that they just there's nothing left to do. And the drugs do that. So when he takes people off of the drugs and gets them clean and treats them, their REM level sleep goes up and they heal themselves and they begin to, whether they're missing arms or legs or both, um, they begin to be able to reassimilate back into society. But if they're hooked on drugs, they're never going to be able to reassimilate as long as they're on drugs. And so I, I've had said firsthand knowledge of, and so what the doctor told me is that the protocol, if you have PTSD at the time, the protocol in the, in the, in the VA was to give them Oxycontin, but you can't sleep with Oxycontin. You get knocked out, but you do not get recharging sleep. So when the doctor at the Carrick brain center said they have to get off the Oxycontin, they have to go clean before they can help them. Some veterans couldn't come off. Some veterans were addicted for life. And those are the ones that ultimately will wind up killing themselves. Yeah. But you know, you know Jim. I, I, with with, with what you're saying, 
I, I honestly would really, I would love to know uh, with the meds that I'm given. You know, does does trazodone get you to the to the to the REM sleep? Does Cyrilloquil? Because I, you know, I, I will tell you, I have had the toughest fights with sleep, and you know, I mean, it, it, people don't understand. People don't understand how rough it is when you can lay there in your bed at night looking at the ceiling and you cannot fall asleep for nothing. So I'm, I, I, I have a suggestion for you. Two suggestions. First, first and foremost, get yourself a Fitbit Charge 3. It goes on your wrist. And one of the things that the Fitbit Charge 3 does is it measures your awake time, your REM level, your light sleep and your deep sleep. And so you can get a pattern of how much REM level sleep you're getting a night. The second thing is, once you've got that thing strapped on your arm, you, not, you need to go to one of your suppliers who is selling CBD oil products and find somebody that, that has uh, CBD gummies. And you want the CBD gummies that have about 300 micrograms per gummy. And you start off, take one at night, and then a couple of days later you take two and start watching on your Fitbit what's happening to your REM level sleep. Makes sense. Real simple process. I, I am doing that. I have been on um, CBD gummies, 300 milligrams microgram, excuse me. Um, I take uh, two, I'm now up to taking three. My REM level sleep has gone from, you ready for this? Four minutes to an hour and four minutes a night. Wow. Wow. So get a Fitbit, a Fitbit charge three and talk to one of your suppliers and get a bottle of CBD gummies that have about 300 milligrams of CBD per, per gummy. One one night, two the second night. You may never have to get past two. But now my, my REM level sleep is greater than my awake time and my light sleep. So if you start getting REM level sleep, you will see a fundamental change in your body and you and your outlook. But take it, don't take it, get the Fitbit and see what your baseline is based on the drugs that you're taking. And then start phasing in gummies and see what happens. Wow, that's, that's, that's awesome. Fitbit 3? Fitbit to charge, C-H-A-R-G-E 3. It's less than 100 bucks. Okay. In wow. fact, Jim Jim knows this. I've been um, because of the work that we've done at Songs and Stories. I've been invited to Washington to talk to people on the Prevents Task Force about what they're trying to do about veteran suicide. And I was given a questionnaire to fill out. And one of the things that I mentioned in the questionnaire is we need to develop protocols that have both cannabis and CBD in the treatment of our veterans. So I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm doing what I can. But you know, Jim, is our friend IQ still there? Yes, I, IQ has just been uh, hanging I'm out. I want IQ to, to, uh, to jump in here and see what, he's, what his reaction is. Well, this is the most depressing program I've heard about this year. <laughs> no, I mean it, honestly. To treat people who went to defend the country, and when they come back to be screwed, you can't get more treasonous than this. It's impossible. But my question to the guest is, has Trump done in the last three years anything to improve the VA? No. But I, is it I, I, don't see, I, let me, I don't see anything. I, I don't see anything as a matter of, I mean, not at all. Yeah, but is it his fault or is it inherent in the system? Well, you know, 
I, I think you have to say it. it I, you can't hold it and say, oh, it's all Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump's one man, and Donald Trump doesn't work at the VA hospital. You know, you can you can always say that, you know, the leader is responsible for everything that is underneath, be it good or bad. But, you know, I, I will tell you that I think that the VA has got some serious problems. It's had some serious problems from, for quite some time, uh, and there needs to be some serious, uh, you know, some serious change in the VA. But who will improve it? How would you want to improve it? Somebody has got to come in and literally clean the swamp. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, you know, let me tell you something. I don't have a problem with looking at these people at the top of these VA hospitals and, and, and really starting to, you know, question, you know, why are we having the issues that we're having? Why, why is it so hard? You know, let me tell you something. I've got cysts. I don't know where they come from. I have no idea, but I know that, you know, I've been, I've been around burn pits. I've been on vehicles that were destroyed with depleted uranium. I've lived off of malaria pills for years at a time. I mean, you name it, I've been there, you know, but I started getting cysts and it took me over a year to get the first cyst removed at the VA. And it was literally after I stood up in the middle of the daggone room and started screaming, if this shit's cancer, I'm dead. And I had to start lighting these people up because the cysts were bothering me, but they just kept basically pushing me on. Here, here, you got a cyst. We'll, we'll, we'll remove it in six months to a year. If it's cancer, six months to a year, I'm dead. You know? So there's all kinds of problems that I see with the DA because I'm in the middle of it. But I will tell you that, you know, I don't think you can sit and say, Donald, as much as I can't stand Donald Trump, I'm not going to sit here and say that Donald Trump is the one that is, is, is the problem, you know, for it. I think that the people at the VA at all levels need to really start to look at themselves and start to fix the system themselves. They know what right looks like. But this can only happen if somebody is put in power, like I would call him a czar, to literally investigate all of the hospitals, one by one. Well, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Do you remember? Do you remember the Walter Reed disaster? The 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 problem with the mold on the walls. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Let me let me tell you a little story about that. When that happened, all hell broke loose. Everybody looked crazy. Oh, I can't believe. Same thing at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, 82nd Airborne Division. Soldiers come home from Afghanistan, and they had six inches of sewer in the showers. And all of a sudden, that's what started knocking all the buildings down and rebuilding the barracks. But when the Walter Reed stuff happened, you know, they had just gotten rid of the commander of Walter Reed. He changed command and moved on and did something else. And the person that took command, who had just been there about a month and a half, when they said, look at the mold, they fried that guy. They took that general and they drugged him through the garden. He had only been there a month and a half. And do you know who they replaced that general with? The guy that just left. That's how the military operates. You know, people just need to start looking at what right looks like and, 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 and really, you know, just <laughs> – yeah, I mean, you know, it, it makes it made no sense to bring the guy that had been there for five years while that mold was growing and brought him back and acted like, okay, we've solved the problem. The military makes some crazy decisions. There's there's no question about the the military makes crazy and absurd decisions. There's no question about that, uh, and you wonder, you wonder. What were they thinking when they did this? What were they thinking when they decided that the mold should grow or the sewer should be backed up and they were do doing nothing? And part of the issue, I think part of the issue is that a lot of people in power, both inside the VA and outside the VA, don't really give a crap about veterans. They're not there they're there for the job, the benefits, and their time so they can get their pension. They're not, they're not obsessed, if you would, about the fair and equitable treatment of the men and women who put their lives on the line. And I've, I've, I've been to too many hospitals, and, and, I, and I, I've seen some wonderful work. I've seen some disastrous work on the VA, and that's part of the problem. There's no consistency in the care. It all depends... Well, 
on who that commander is. Yep, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. But here's another thing, too, though. You know, you, you, when you start looking at, you know, budgets, look at how much money that we are spending right now in these forever wars that are sending our troops home broken. I'm sick and tired. Let me tell you something. You know, it, I, 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 rem, I watched them build roads in Afghanistan where the people have two donkeys and a cart. They don't need a four-lane running through that area, and they don't want a four-lane going through that area. But somebody's getting big money stuck in their pocket. That's what really bothers me, is that there's a lot of funding out there that could be actually reallocated to the good, to be able to help veterans. But we still are, are, are shoving money in contractors' pockets over in Afghanistan and in Iraq. In 2004-2005, there was 163,000 of us in Iraq at the time. And we, the government, was paying Halliburton $200 per troop per day to eat. It's the fraud, waste, and abuse that's going on in this country. And the truth is, we could take that money that's being abused and put it to a good purpose to help our veterans, to get our veterans back, you know, when they come out of combat, get them, get them retraining programs for the combat soldiers. You was an infantryman. I was a, I was a light airborne sapper. You know, we don't have very marketable skills on the civilian side, but wouldn't That's it be true. nice for us who come off the battlefield like infantry, combat engineers, scouts, People like that that don't have a real purpose on the civilian side and be, you know, and be, in, in, you know, indoctrinated into a program that helps us become marketable on the civilian side. There's so many things we could do for our veterans out there, but we don't because we're too busy shoving money in somebody else's pocket. But that means all the people in Congress are corrupt, literally, because they are the ones who have been elected to protect American people. But I can see it now as we're talking, nobody gives a damn about American people. Although every single one of the politicians speaks in the name of the American people while they are raping them. Let me, let me tell you, I spent some time as a state center, and I thought it was dirty on the state level. And I know it's a lot worse on the national level. And the truth is, is that people allow their pockets to be greased, and it, that's what it really comes down to. You know, you look, at, look at our candidates, people who run for office. Let me tell you something. We're going to fight the opioid epidemic. No, you're not. You've taken more money from Big Pharma than anybody out there, so don't tell me you're going to fight the opioid epidemic. Oh, climate change is your number one issue when you take more money from big energy than anybody else? Bullshit. And that's the problem that we have. And that's how politicians are. Once again, they use us. We are nothing more than props to them so they can try to act like they care. And the truth is they'll stab us. They will kick a veteran out of a wheelchair if they need it. And I hate to say that. But, you know, when, when we have a conversation like this, this brings up those types of angers because we do – have a lot of problems in this country and we have veterans that are struggling and we've got veterans that are coming home after serving this nation and are not getting a fair deal. And it's absolutely, and it's a shame 22 veterans committing suicide every single day in this country. And what are we doing to stop it? Very little. Well, I'm trying. But that's the thing, you know, you're, you're trying you know, there's a lot of us, a, a lot of us veterans are standing up and starting to try to do things to help other veterans. But, you right. know, it shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be the ones carrying the water. Well, see, I, I, I think, and I'm going to go back in history just a little bit. Um, our, our history of our respect and admiration for the veterans, even though we may have not treated them well, has been historically has been good until until the American people turned on the veteran out of the Vietnam War. And those people who served in Vietnam who came home to to cheers that they expected turned into jeers and they were yeah. assaulted and they were spat on and they were told that they were they were of no value. We, we, we raised a generation that really had no respect for the American service person. 
And, you know, I, I, I started this conversation by asking if you were a veteran, and you said you were, and I immediately thanked you for your service. But there's a lot of people in this country, especially Generation X, who's never served in the military. They don't know what it means to serve in the military. And they don't know how, when somebody says, thank you for your service, they have no idea what it means for the service that that person, that man or woman has put in the country. So as we go through time, you know, we we got this huge outrage, this huge outrage in Congress about the fact that the president was withdrawing troops from the Syrian border. Now, if you follow the story, it's 500 troops. What was 500 American troops going to be able to do in Syria in a confrontation with with uh, a neighbor? Nothing, nothing. And so uh, it wasn't wasn't it a good tactical use. The president decided to bring them home, and he got incredibly criticized for doing that. I I, I look at people who are making decisions, and I I, I will tell you. Um, this is something that I've asked hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of talk show hosts in the last five years, maybe a thousand. This, these two questions. Jim, what percentage of your audience has ever read the Koran? Uh, Zero. Yes. Zero. What? Okay. <laughs> so now here's the next question. What percentage of the congressmen and senators sitting in the Congress today have read the Koran? One. One person or one percent? One person. One person. So my point is, my point is that if we do not understand what's going on with our enemies, how are we ever going to figure out how to deal with them? How are we going to figure out how to deploy our men and women in combat if we don't understand why they hate us and what they're doing to try and kill us? And so we have people who have no experience that are trying to make decisions about veterans, number one. Many of them were never veterans, so they never went through that experience. And so they're supposed to be making decisions about how we treat veterans. It's not there. It's not there. And so that's one of the problems that we have. We have a diminishing number of people who have ever had any military experience that are involved in the government. And so we have people who have no experience making decisions about how to use human resources to protect the United States. That's a problem. May I interrupt a second? Sure. When you talk about Vietnam, the reason the American soldiers were treated with disrespect was solely in the hands of the news media. The same news media that are destroying Americans today were the same who under, literally undermined the will of the American people and because the collapse in Vietnam. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, absolutely. The, the, there's no question that the American news media hates the military, without question. Anything that does with the military, they're opposed to it. So that's their agenda. And, and, and it's been their agenda for a long time, since Vietnam, and they haven't changed. And so who do you have out there to support and defend the needs of the American soldier? People like me and our guests, people who are proactive in trying to help veterans, and some of the people who work at the VA who are trying to provide decent care for veterans. But we don't have people, we don't have the news media supporting what's going on. We don't have an administration in Congress, House or Senate that really supports it because we have less and less congressmen and senators who have ever gone through basic training and learn how to shoot and kill people. My question, why is he moving the soldiers from Syria, not from Afghanistan? You would save $100 billion by removing them from Afghanistan. Afghanistan is irrelevant to the defense of the United States of America, completely. Well, right. that's because we're still building four-lane highways in Afghanistan. But that's why you should leave. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Believe yeah. me. Well, as we wrap up here, um, IQ, give, 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 give me your thoughts on, on today's show and everything. It's an excellent talk show today. 
but it's in a very depressing process. I mean, if I were a young man in America listening to this program, I would never go to the military. Why should I? It's depressing. But I thank all of you for bringing this subject up. Yes, yes. Uh, Dan, give, give, give me your take and wrap things up today. Well, I would like to, uh, after after we get off the air, if you uh, contact information for this gentleman. Oh, like yeah, I'll, 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 send you, I'll send you Richard's information. Work, work his songs and stories. But also I want to say um, if there's veterans out there who are looking for help, um, if they come to our show, our new show, W420radio.com, America's Cannabis Conversation, they're going to learn things that they never knew and it can help them as they try and figure out how to put their life back to order. So it's America's Cannabis Conversation.com. It's on Saturday afternoons at 420 in all time zones. Fantastic. Well, uh, R- Richard, give, give, give us your thoughts on uh, today's show and everything moving forward. Well, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I think the show went well. I know that we hit some pretty some pretty tough topics, but, you know, the thing is, is that's what we need to be talking about today. Uh, I definitely want to want to stay in contact, and, yes, please give my information uh, because I'm really interested in this sleep uh, piece because I'm telling you, man, I'm, 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 I'm taking Cyrilacryl and Trazodone every single night, man, and I know that that stuff is not, not good for me in the long term, and I'd, I'd really love to be able to, 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 to get the sleep that I need. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I always appreciate it if you guys let me come on periodically and have more conversations with you oh, like this. We, we definitely will. Uh, R- R- Richard, what's, you- his, what's his website, Jim? Yes, R- R- Richard, uh, g- give us all your details and information here on where people can get more information on you and everything. Well, you can reach me at sapperfy at aol.com. That's S-A-P-P-E-R-F-I at aol.com. Uh, but you also, our page is cbdoils.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, Richard, we will definitely be in touch. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There they go. Richard Ojeda, the fantastic Dan Perkins, and IQL Rizzoli. That was a heck of a deal. We're going to take a timeout. We'll be back later on the Brig Broadcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.